right. Uh, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network and SB Nation Radio Networks. Also, big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on American Forces. I'm Nick Gieber. It's great to be with you. At some point today, we will be joined by my co-host Nick Webster, if we can locate him. Uh, listen, Croatia beat England in the semifinals of the World Cup. That is a fact. Now, I am an England fan, but I am able to look beyond what happened yesterday and give my congratulations to Croatia. But we're going to do something different today because the collective cry and sigh and self-flagellation and dismay with England fans around the world has caused me to reach out, reach into the depths of my education and present to you the doctors. Dr. Nick and Dr. Nick will be here for you today. Gentlemen, football therapy for the soul and the doctors are in. We're going to be speaking to you about the England loss, the Croatia win. What does this mean for England going forward? What does this mean for Croatia in the finals? We're not going to give you our picks for the final. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow for that. Uh, but we're going to take a look at all the events surrounding yesterday's semi-final and see just what is in store for both the Croatian team and looking forward to the future for the England team. It was a wonderful game, uh, maybe not the best football in the world, but it was hard fought. Both teams left absolutely nothing. They had nothing left to give. They left it all there on the pitch for you. Uh, the winner was Croatia. Congratulations to them. The team that was, what, 34, 35 to 1? coming into the tournament, is now in the final. In fact, they were 33-1, to 1, excuse me. They were plus 3,290. They are now in the final against France, who were 6.5-1 to one underdogs uh, coming into the World Cup. That just shows you what the general consensus, what the mainstream media, people that do not like to think outside of the box, well, folks, don't let them tell you how to think. The doctors are in. It's football therapy for the soul right here on Fist Street Soccer, Sports Byline SB Nation Radios. We'll be right back. <sighs> What's the matter, honey? Can't sleep? Ugh, it's this heartburn. At night, it's the worst. Heartburn? Again? Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm going to kick acid with Rolaids. Rolaids Advanced goes to work instantly for powerful relief of your worst heartburn, bloating, and gas. Feeling better? Much better. That was fast. Mm-hmm. Kick acid and gas with Rolaids Advanced. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 
855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, Dave. You in for golf this weekend? Oh, I can't. I promised I'd find a plumber to fix a sink and a painter to paint the... Just use Angie's List. Uh, doesn't that cost money? Not at all. It's free to find pros in your area who can do the work. You can even read ratings and reviews from other customers. What about roofing pros? Angie's List has pros for everything. And to save time, they'll even match you to the best pros for the job. Oh, that's awesome. Looks like I'll be able to play after all. Find the best pros for your next project at Angie'sList.com. Welcome back to the show. History Soccer Sports Byline USA, SB Nation Radio Networks. Folks, it's football therapy for the soul today. Football therapy for the struggling, troubled soul today. The doctors are in. Dr. Nick and Dr. Nick are here with you today. Uh, I am Fistreet's resident psychiatrist, football psychiatrist. Uh, Nick Webster, welcome, uh, welcome in to the show. It's great to have you. I thought maybe I was going to have to talk you off the ledge, but apparently you're all right. You seem to have got your head on straight. England suffer a defeat to Croatia. They crash out of the World Cup in the semifinals. Uh, Nick Webster, uh, I think the uh, collective uh, hand-wringing and crying from England fans across the world is, uh, is probably not to, no, no surprise because of the pathway to the final. But really, I think when they take a step back and look at the achievements this World Cup cycle, uh, there's a lot to be proud of. Oh, so much so for the England team. I mean, listen, this was a team that arrived in Russia and many of us thought that should they get to the quarterfinals, that would have been a magnificent achievement in itself. And to come within five minutes of actually making the final itself, uh, you know, I I think the players and the management and basically the whole of uh, the England support can take a lot of heart from that and build on the future. But, you know, in all honesty, congratulations to Croatia. I mean, this this is a team, this is a a, a lion, a tiger, uh, uh, just a vicious, vicious team that just does not know how to lie down and say that the game is over. And and they found a way, uh, especially in the knockout rounds of, of, of winning games and whether it be on penalty kicks or with a with a crappy soft goal in the last five minutes of the game they have found a way and you know you and I spoke uh, many times about how from top to bottom they are an exceptionally strong talented team with perhaps the two best mm-hmm. center midfielders in the tournament 
and they've proved it time and time again. Ratatic and Modric were outstanding yesterday. Mandukic proving that he's one of the best strikers when it comes to sniffing out a chance out of nothing. And then that back line, they just, just they found a way to snuff everything down. And, you know, had Harry Kane taken that second chance, it was a difficult one. Maybe we would be talking about a different final. But it will be Croatia and France on Sunday. So all credit to Croatia before we really get into the nitty-gritty of why Croatia, Croatia won and why England lost. Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. Um, not enough is credit is being given to the Croatian team, who, as was pointed out on numerous occasions, had had two back-to-back extra-time games they played, they played more football than any other team in the tournament up to this point in terms of number of minutes. Uh, they were carrying knocks. They were carrying dings. Uh, they were carrying fatigue. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, they were carrying the shock of going a goal down in just the first few minutes of the match. Yet they found a way, Nick, to reach down, reach inside, and pull out um, what they needed to ultimately win the game. Now, as you've mentioned, we're going to get into what's to look forward to with England, and we can go back and analyze the match and talk about all the things that happened. Uh, but, you know, we talked about this being the second youngest team in, with England in the tournament. The third youngest team is France, and the youngest team was Nigeria against a much older team in, uh, in Croatia. And I think what you saw yesterday was the value of experience plus quality. And when we were talking about the energetic youth, and I know we've had certain members of Alpha Street uh, staff here who have said, well, you know, these players are 19, 20, 21 years old. They don't get tired. England, for some reason to me, looked like they had heavy legs after the first half. Yet Croatia, despite their heavy legs, found a way to win. Wouldn't you agree, Nick? Experience over youth here. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'd like to set some of the viewers and listeners straight. Just because you're younger doesn't mean that the mental exhaustion isn't going to catch up with you at some time. And I think perhaps that's what we saw. You know, I really think that this was a game of two halves. And if we look at the first half, England started the game magnificently playing some really top-notch football, moving the ball around quite sweetly. And and I thought Croatia actually didn't have an answer to that. And and perhaps halftime came at the wrong time. Uh, as, as we just mentioned, that the, the Kane chance, Lingard had a chance. And, and had those chances come in, the, the game would have been very much different. But mm-hmm. halftime came and, and it allowed Croatia this opportunity to regroup. And I think during the halftime process you know we're not a fly on the wall and we don't know what happened in the locker room but one can't help but imagine that a lot of these young England players started thinking about something else they started thinking about Sunday and the what ifs we won because uh, listen both these Croatian and English players would have become legends I mean giants of the game just by reaching the final let alone winning it and I and I think from this experience perspective that you're talking about a lot of the English players were very young and I think they probably started dreaming of of being in the final on Sunday well I'm looking I'm looking at the other locker room and I'm sure in Croatia with Modric and Radric and Mandukic they're going hey boys listen this game is here to be won let's keep going we've shown we've had this ability to uh, recover from adversity throughout 
the knockout rounds. Let's go out there and take the game to them. And, and we saw that England started to drop off and lose a little bit of that high energy. And maybe that they lost the high energy because of the mental exhaustion of holding on to a lead. And, I, you know, I mean, the Fox commentary absolutely made my head explode yesterday. It was so poor. But one of the things that <laughs> they did, one thing they did say, which I, I agreed with, was England's lead lasted like an hour and three minutes. Now, imagine that as a young 21, 22-year-old, you're in the lead for such a long period of the game, and then it's snatched from you. And from that moment on, uh, hand, hand on heart, there was only going to be one winner. And I can tell you, Nick, in the England locker room, they were probably they imagining were probably. Um, dreams of the final. In the Croatian locker room, they're saying, Modric, you know, let's play him further up the pitch. Let's not have him so far back. Let's put him further up. Let's, I mean, they were making real tactical adjustments to their match, to their game, which is why the second half was entirely different. Uh, and, um, you know, this was always a danger that was going to happen when they started trying to match the England's, England's formation in the midfield. Uh, as you pointed out, Nick, uh, you know, let's not... Let's not mince words and let's not be unrealistic about this. But Croatia have the two best midfielders in the world currently, the guy that runs the midfield for Barcelona and the guy that runs the midfield for Real, midfield for Real Madrid. Unless you can negate those guys effectively, put balls in the back of the net and make, put them on the back foot, you are not going to win that match. And, 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 you know, listen, you and I said, Nick, early on in this tournament, we liked Croatia. We said they were going to make a deep run. I think you and I would be lying to our, to our listeners if we, if we thought they would make the finals. But we certainly said this is a team fully capable of doing so. We said the same thing about France. And yet, here we are, France and Croatia. There is so much to talk about, Nick. We're down to the final two teams. And quite honestly, the storyline around this World Cup keeps on going. This World Cup 2018 has been a gift that has kept on giving uh, where I'm having a great time with it still. I'm even looking forward to the third place game now, which you never do, uh, the friendly, uh, so to speak. Uh, Belgium-England again. Another meaningless game they're going to play. Can you believe that? And who'd have thought that um, out of Group, a, group uh, G, you'd have two of the teams in Group G in the third and fourth place game. I mean, that is really uh, crazy when you look at these groups. All right, so much to get to. Look, Dr. Nick and Dr. Nick are here. The doctors are in, folks. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see I've moved into my professional psychiatric office uh, to give you some therapy. When we come back, let's talk about England. Let's have an honest discussion about England. Let's talk about expectation. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the team has took the pitch over this World Cup. What's missing? What's lacking? What's good? Let's be realistic about this, folks. They're leaving. They're going to leave with their heads held high. If you're an England supporter, you should be proud. If you're a Croatia supporter, you should be double proud of your team. Great stuff, folks. Great stuff here. This Street Soccer Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio. The doctors are in. It's football therapy for troubled souls. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California 
dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. To the doctor's offices of Dr. Nick Webster and Dr. Nick Eber. Football therapists par excellence. We are here to soothe the savage beast within you. That crying pain, that savage pain, that gut-wrenching pain within you, we're here to make it all better. If you're an England supporter, that is. Uh, Let's start with it, shall we, Nick? Um, First off, I was listening to um, that radio network that beams in from space here, um, and... They had a couple of uh, American pundits, if you could call them that, uh, talking about the World Cup and Gareth Southgate. And their take was that this was a huge disappointment for Gareth Southgate, questioning his tactics, questioning his ability, questioning his inexperience. 
And you know, when I listen to that, I really scratch my head because if I'm not mistaken, in 2002, the U.S. run to the quarterfinals made Bruce Arena a American soccer superstar and guaranteed him job security up until last year. And that was a run to the quarterfinals that, quite frankly, the U.S. made not, not by dint of their own performance, although their performance against Mexico and Germany was outward to the best performances of the 2002 World Cup for them, but by dint of the fact of the result that South Korea got. So, uh, you know, the hypocrisy here uh, really knows no bounds. And, um, you know, and you'll excuse me, that's another patient calling me here. Um, I'm going to have to uh, decline to have another, uh, have to decline to take another patient while I'm, while I'm talking to this one. So uh, I, I apologize. Uh, but, you know, I, I was amazed at the hypocrisy on that, number one. Number two, um, I think Gareth Southgate did an absolutely terrific job on this uh, because he, uh, <laughs> that's what you do with that, uh, did a terrific job on this. I mean, look, he went against the grain. He took a uh, very inexperienced uh, English team without big-name stars on it at all. He left most of those, almost all of those at home. He went with young kids. He wanted to build a group. And let's not forget, the under-20s and the under-17s England are world champions at. So, I mean, from the youth, we've, they've got two Gruel championship groups, kids that know how to win coming through the system, plus a lot of young kids right here. I mean, I'm talking 19 to 22 years old, getting forged in the crucible of fire at the World Cup, and he made all the way to the semifinals. This is not a failure. This is a huge victory for him. How do you see it, Nick? Well, Gareth Southgate, I mean, he's still incredibly new to the job. I mean, just think, 18 months ago, he was the under-21 coach, and he was basically jettisoned in uh, on a four-game trial period after Big Sam uh, took his bung and uh, ended his glorious <laughs> reign as a, a, a one-game manager. So, so this is somebody who, who really didn't have a great deal of international experience as a manager um, at the club level either. I mean, he, he got fired from, from Middlesbrough um, and uh, f- fired quite, you know, ingloriously, in fact. So uh, I think he's still learning his way in management. But, yeah, I mean, look, we, we can criticise his tactics all day long. And, and, and I think there is, there's room to do that. But what I will not criticize is his man management, which I think has been par excellence. And that's going to be the key to his longevity in management. The, the game has changed, Nick. The way players interact with management now is completely different to what it was 10, 15, certainly 20 years ago. Players today want to be able to relate to their manager. And Gareth Southgate, was very relatable, not only to his players, but I think to the general public as a whole. I mean, how it's it's been so long. In fact, I really don't actually remember an England manager being as beloved as Gareth Southgate is right now. Yes, Bobby Robson was after the fact, but while he was the England manager, he was assassinated. In fact, yeah. every England manager has been assassinated. It's been called the impossible job. But Gareth Southgate has made it look like the right. possible job. Because, I'm going to say his man management skills, excellent. Maybe tactic, tactically, he's still got a bit to learn. Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. Look, I mean, for me, uh, we've been talking about this on the various shows that I've hosted here over the last few years, but the changing of football 
as a game. The younger players, the rise of the young, highly paid super athlete in football is no longer the local kid that makes good, that's just happy to be there, has required a different set of kid gloves to handle them as opposed to the old school Harry Redknapp style, um, Sam Allardyce style, you know, old school Cockney up the road, going to box your ears in, mate, if you don't do what I say, style of management. And, and, and that exactly is where Gareth Southgate is. And if you look at, for example, some of the most beloved managers in the Premier League, I mean, take Jurgen Klopp as a great example. I mean, I, I'm not sure how tactically brilliant Jurgen Klopp really is, and my fellow Liverpool supporters, you can send me hate mail all you want later, but where he is really brilliant is in his relationship with his players, getting the most out of his players. He is one of them. They see him as one of them, and Gareth Southgate had that effect. Um, you can look at some of the managers that have failed recently. I mean, you know, uh, Antonio Conte just fired from Chelsea. There's another example right there. Uh, a manager very dis uh, very detached from his players didn't really build up that great rapport with his players uh, and maybe that is a downfall of the future the future downfall of Jose Mourinho you know a guy who likes to play favorites and drive wedges in the locker room uh, you know maybe we are seeing not only a tectonic shift in global football but we're also seeing the rise of the young hip millennial manager although Gareth Southgate is not a millennial but you know what I mean the guy that can relate to the millennials and I think that's nothing but good for the game, Nick. And as for the as for the uh, um, contention from these uh, pundits that uh, this is some sort of failure from Gareth Southgate, I, I just scratch my head. Look, the bottom line is this: England had trouble scoring goals from open play. Their set pieces, which, by the way, has always been a problem for England. Let's not, let, let's not get away from that. I mean, you know, we've always been uh, bemoaning the fact that they, they don't score the big set-piece goals other than the Beckham miracle, right? Uh, you know, the, where are the set-piece goals? Where are the goals from the corners? Where are the goals from the free kicks? Well, this World Cup, that's largely where the goals came from. And you can say, why were there not more goals from open play? Probably because from a forward perspective, uh, the talent wasn't quite as good as some of the other teams out there. You know, I think Harry Kane is a great striker, absolutely. But I think there's still a couple more pieces in terms of finishers, strikers, natural goal scorers. We talk about Raheem Sterling. Obviously, he got largely castigated by many people for, um, for his performance. I thought his performance was excellent. But I also thought what he missed is what England really lacked, which was putting the ball in the back of the net. If Sterling had popped up with a few goals, it could have made all the difference. Do you see it that way, Nick? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look, for those of you with long memories, and I know some of you don't, I, I, I look back to 1990, the last time England made a World Cup semi-final. Okay, and, and let's look at the games. Against against Ireland, they scored a scrappy goal. It was nil-nil against Holland. One-nil against Egypt, what was that? Oh, it was a set play. One-nil against Belgium, what was that? Oh, it was a set play. 3-2 against Cameroon. Oh, two of the goals, what were they? Yeah. Penalty kicks. So there's really no difference to the way England score goals in 1990 to what, how they're scoring goals in 2018. And that is a testament to the fact that we really don't have the magician in midfield to unlock things. Yes, we had Gascoigne in 1990, and he was responsible, funny enough, 
for, I'd, I'd say, 80% of our goals in that particular tournament. And 90% until... of the alcohol consumed. <laughs> yes, of course. And, and until we can develop a, a player of Gascoigne's stature, I think we're always going to struggle scoring goals from open play. Look, I thought Jordan Henderson was absolutely magnificent throughout this World Cup. But he is a limited player. Deli Ali was fantastic, but he didn't rise to the heights that we've seen Deli Ali in the Premiership. Those are our two most creative players. If we cannot find someone of a Luka Modric or a Rakitic in our centre of midfield or a Griezmann or, uh, you know, uh, one of these fantastic players that other countries seem to have, we're always going to struggle to score goals from open play. However, that being said, there's nothing wrong from scoring a fantastic free kick like Kieran Trippier did yeah. in the opening minutes of the game. A goal so, is a goal. A goal, yeah, a goal is a goal. But yes, would we like a creative player? Absolutely. But if we don't, then we have to have more workmanlike players in there to nullify the creativity of our opponents' creative players. Yeah, that's right, Nick. And, um, you know, one can hope. Again, this is the second youngest team in the World Cup. Two years from now, they're the Euros. Another four years from now, actually not quite, three and a half years from now, uh, is the next World Cup in Qatar. One hopes in those in that period of time, that some of these kids that are coming up through the system will be able to fill that role. You never well, know who the next breakout English star is going to be. Uh, they we don't have, have to be a huge... We have team. two players. We have two players in the squad over the, the age of 30. Yeah. Ashley Young yeah. and Jamie Vardy. Everybody else is below the age of 30. Uh, yes, a couple of them will be 30-ish when the next World Cup comes around. But you just mentioned... Ruben Loftus-Cheek, he's 22. When he, if he keeps developing the way he's developing at 26 or 25, because the next World Cup's in three and a half years, he's going to be not even close to the peak of his powers. The same with Raheem Sterling. The same with Marcus Rashford. The same with Deli Alley. I mean, this England team should, and I, I say should, should be around for the next two World Cup cycles. And they should be competitive and ready to make deep runs in the tournament. Right. Uh, you got it. We're analysing England. We're analysing the future for the three Lions. If you're an England fan, don't be too upset. The future is rosy. The future is bright. You just have to be balanced in your approach to it. We'll be right back after this here on the Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Networks. This is Fistry Soccer. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
Attention timeshare owners, this is an urgent consumer alert from Resort Release, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get rid of their expensive timeshares. Once you've made that decision to get rid of your timeshare for any reason, Resort Release is offering a Better Business Bureau accredited way to legally get rid of your timeshare guaranteed. We guarantee to get rid of your timeshare payments permanently, even if you've tried another company to get rid of your expensive timeshare call now and see if we can help you at resort release you don't pay anything until you're ready if you're ready to learn how to permanently get rid of your costly timeshare make this complimentary free call right now 800-598-0539-800-598-0539-800-598-0539 that's 800-598-0539 Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. All right, folks, if you're looking for our predictions and values for tomorrow's World Cup final, you're going to have to wait till tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll be back on the air with you uh, then. We are with you every Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific and then again at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, But we'll give you our World Cup preview, our final preview tomorrow. Uh, The entire hour will be devoted to breaking down uh, Sunday's World Cup final. Uh, And maybe we'll spend a couple of minutes on Saturdays, take a look at some of the odds and see if there's any money to be made with Saturday's ridiculous third-place friendly. Um, Nick, you talk about England and their future and two World Cup cycles and a Euro, maybe two Euro cycles or at least one Euro cycle in there. Um, a, lot to be, a lot to look forward to. Uh, the Croatian team, on the other hand, this is the pinnacle for these guys. This is the end of the road for this generation of players so for them this is their time Um, they're going to meet France in the final on Sunday and this is their opportunity to stamp their name in uh, history and become heroes of Croatia but uh, they're not going to survive another two cycles or even one cycle right well no I mean I I think we've seen from uh, the Croatian national team that it has been kind of feast or famine you know making the semi-finals in 98 with the likes of Dava, Sakur and, and Bilic was uh, was an incredible achievement, and and they and they've done it again. Uh, the thing that's annoying me, and I, I've got to get off my chest. Oh, they're only a country of four million people, isn't it magnificent? No, they've got eleven great players. Shut up! It doesn't matter the size of the bloody country. China's got one point five billion people. They're complete crap at football. 
India has 1.3 billion people. They're complete crap at football. America has 350 million people. They can't even qualify for the World Cup. So shut up about small countries, okay? And just recognize the fact that they've got 11 or 23 brilliant footballers, which in fact, they now do have. They've come of age slowly but surely. They failed to produce in, let's be honest, 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016. But they're here now. And this is the peak. They are at the peak of their powers. And if they are going to win, and I, I'm, you know, I know we're going to go into in depth tomorrow, but if they're going to win, it's because these players have reached a maturation point in their professional careers that has taken them to this level. And do not be surprised. Do not be surprised if they upset the form book and beat France. Yeah, don't be a surprise. It's more of the same. What they're going to find in France, and we'll talk about this, is very much an English team with just that little bit more quality. Uh, very young, very energetic, lots of pace, similar formation. Um, but, you know, I'll take Mbappe over Sterling. That's just me. Crazy me. Uh, but we're going to talk about that tomorrow, Nick. I don't want to get into that today. Yeah. Um, if, we, if we look at this uh, Croatian team, though, Subasic, 33. Yeah. Okay. Lovren, 29. Persic, 29. Rakitic, 30. Modric, 32. Ribic, he's the youngster, 24. Mandukic, 32. It's always been said, and, and you know, people laugh about it, and, and we've spoken about it over this last month, Nick, that players reach the peak of their power between 28 and 32. It's just as simple as that because the experience in the big moments is what pulls you through. England didn't have that. Their, their youth and enthusiasm got them to that point. But when Croatia equalized, as I said earlier in the show, there was only going to be one winner. Why did I know that? Because experience. The youngs, the England youngsters did not know how to regroup. And you only learn that from by playing at the highest level for many, many years. You know, uh, Nick, Tull Smith, who we've had on this show when you couldn't make it, uh, I don't know what you were doing. You might have been having your, uh, you know, your problem taken care of. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, we had Tull on, this, on, on the show. And he is a, uh, a technician and he is a coach, just like, much like you are. He actually posted a fascinating piece on Facebook. He analyzed Jordan Henderson's play after the 37th minute. And he said it was absolute crap. I mean, he, his give away, he went from playing discipline, playing the system, you know, playing the way he, England should to basically panicking, giving the ball away. Uh, and he said it wasn't just Jordan Henderson, but he was the easiest example to find. And I think that goes to the mental game that you were talking about, Nick. You know, they start to think, oh, my God, are we really going to get to the final? And they start to panic every time the ball, you know, as long as the ball's in the opposition end, they can't score. Boot it out. Let's just clear it. Let's just do it. And there's sort of panic that's set in. I think Tal made a great point. Um, forget whether Jordan Henderson's being praised as a, as a brilliant midfielder. I thought he had a great tournament, by the way. Um, I think they missed the creativity of possibly a Lalana who's been injured on and off uh, most of the season. Uh, but we can talk about that another time. But I, I do believe that Tal's technical analysis from a coaching perspective uh, just reinforces what you're saying, Nick, about the fact that it could well have been that just the weight of the moment got to the team. And I will just point this out to you, Nick, before I throw it over to you for comment. Isn't it nice that it's the weight of the moment getting to the team 
and not the weight of expectations that the press had put on this team. Uh, that, at least, is another aspect to make you feel better about. No, that, that, that's a fantastic point, Nick. You know, the weight of the moment. And, and, and yes, it was a massive moment. I want to go back to Tal, though. And I'm, I'm good mates with Tal. So if you're listening, don't take this the wrong way, Tal. Uh, but I, I do think some of those moments were nicely cherry-picked. And I could see... I think I believe there was five or six uh, clips taken where Henderson gave the ball away. On two of those clips, I could see what he was thinking. He was he was looking for that first time ball over the top to release a Harry Kane, to release a Rashford, and he didn't pull it off. I think there was a couple of times towards the defensive third of the field where, yeah, you could say it was a slight case of panic and he was trying to get rid of the ball. Or you could say, well, why didn't he bring it down? Well, if he brought it down and was put under pressure immediately and lost the ball, he would have been put himself in a very, very awkward situation. So, you know, I, I've, I've looked at Jordan Henderson's game not only as a, an England player, but as a Liverpool player. And I think he's really good at what he does. But if we're asking Jordan Henderson to be the creative playmaker, that's a disservice to Jordan Henderson. And I'd be really interested to get Gareth Southgate's uh, pick on this. If he's looking at Henderson as to be the creative unlocker for the England midfield, then Gareth Southgate has done a pretty poor job, Nick, because that's not his role. Okay. Should he be looking for long balls over the top? I think it depends on the situation of the game. And, and two of them were in that first half where England was already 1-0 up and you could see Croatia beginning to push. I think where we can be critical of Jordan Henderson was his technique, Nick. Technique. And I guess take it a step further, technique under the highest pressure because it doesn't get much higher than the World Cup semi-final, bar the World Cup final itself. So what we could be saying here, and I'll say it out loud, is perhaps Jordan Henderson doesn't have the top technique at the top level of the game. So now we have to ask the question, why is that? Well, he plays a different style of football for Liverpool where it is very much crash, bang, wallop, played at an extremely high pace. And the fact that if he plays the ball over the top and it doesn't get to his intended target, well, Liverpool are pressing so high after that ball anyway that I think it gets lost in translation. Oh, Jordan Henderson gave the ball away. Yeah, but we went up the field and we won it anyway and we scored off uh, the opposition's turnover. So I think we have to be very careful when we criticise players and figure out exactly what their role in the team was. But, I, you know, I, I, do, I do take Tal's point that he did give the ball away uh, perhaps more often than he would have liked. But to, to your point, Nick, he, gave, he did give it away in the opponent's, the opponent's half while trying to do something creative. So it's, oh, you know, I, I, I'm really torn because obviously, you know, Possession is, is a world football at that level. Possession is everything, is yeah. it? Yeah. Because we saw, we saw Spain put together 1,000 passes against Russia and have, what, two, three shots on goal? Yeah. Also, it was a very different match, though. Uh, two different styles, obviously. And uh, I personally can't stand tiki-taka. I prefer the more direct, high-paced, high-speed, high-pressure game. Much more, much more entertaining from a, a fan's perspective. Uh, Nick, I think uh, the English public, who I've heard calling into talk radio now in the UK, 
uh, it's so interesting uh, having been de 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 having been away from England for so long uh, to be able to listen to the mentality that goes into us, this sort of pessimism. Uh, and I just scratch my head. Uh, this wasn't more of the same. This wasn't 1990. There wasn't a Gaza on the field. This is the beginning of a process. And if you look and say this was the first time England had made the semifinals of the World Cup since 1990, okay, that's 28 years, that should say a lot about the achievements of this team. How difficult is it to win the World Cup? Well, there's only one winner every four years, Nick. And it's going to be more difficult with each passing year as better teams come through. But I think what you saw, and if you look at the, the squads of all the teams that have made it super deep, the Premier League is the right proving ground for players. That is where the best players in the world play on a consistent basis. Yes, the best player in the world might play somewhere else. Or, but if you look at the overall package, that's where there are. As more and more young England players come up through the ranks of the Premier League and their teams give them more starting spots. Uh, we will see more and more stars come through. And they don't have to be superstars. They just have to be players that can win matches for you. Right, Nick? Listen... English people, you're horrible. You, you really are. You're a pessimistic bunch of wankers. Yeah. Really, where is the optimism? Let's. I know we've got to go to break shortly, but I'm going to go back to 1990. Oh, 1990 was so fantastic. Yes, it was fantastic because we got to the semi-final. Who did we play? Ireland. We should beat theirs 10 times out of 10. Well, we didn't. We drew. Holland, good game. Okay, that was our Belgium. And then Egypt. Well, we've got to beat Egypt, haven't we? Which we did. In the second round, we played Belgium. That's the Colombia. No two ways about it. We played Cameroon, who we should have wiped the floor with, and they nearly beat us. We tonked Sweden, and then in, in the semi-final, we play a decent team and, and lose dramatically. What more do you bloody want other than winning the trophy? It's uh, it's it's mind-boggling, Nick. Mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. And I think you have to look at what this shows me is that there is load. There are loads of young. English players coming through the system, particularly with the success of the 17s and the 20s uh, over the last uh, uh, recent cycles in world tournaments. Lots of good, solid, possibly great English players coming through, young players. And with a guy like Southgate, they might actually get a chance to play. And I think if you look at all that, uh, you can't look at this and say anything other than this World Cup has been an enormous success for England. Oh, it's, a, it's a it's a massive success to get to the last four of of, of a major tournament and to do it in a, a style that was pleasing. Nick, there was and 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 the great thing about watching England through this tournament was there was the requisite drama. Of course, there was. It's it's like watching England, but there was also a fantastic performance demolishing Panama. Yes, Panama or pants, but how many times have we seen big teams struggle? Ah. Uh, USA, Panama, uh, enough said. Yeah, and and of course there was there was great comfortable performances against Sweden, blooding youngsters. This is this is where we will reap the benefits. We have so many players who are young who have now played in a World Cup semi final. Guess what happens the next time a big tournament comes around? Euro twenty twenty. Where's the semi final going to be? going to be played at Wembley Stadium. Where's the final going to be? It's at Wembley Stadium. If these English players are involved in that game, I guarantee you this, we will win. Yeah, that's it. Euro 2020 is the next big test. 
Lots to look forward to. We'll be back to wrap it up here at the doctor's offices of Nick, doctors Nick Webster and Nick Hebert. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992 800-223-0992 That's 800-223-0992 if you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. All right. Welcome back to Free Soccer Sports Byline USA SB Nation Radio Network. Nick Eber and Nick Webster, the doctors are in. However, your hour is about to end. If you'd like to extend, feel free to send us uh, $350,000 an hour via PayPal. We'll be happy to take it from you. Um, Nick, Euro 2020 is the next time you're going to see, are you ready for this, folks? Uh, six of the eight quarterfinalists playing again. And I'll repeat that. If you want to see, the, if you want to go back to the quarterfinals forward, <clears throat> France, Belgium, Croatia, England, Russia, Sweden, they'll all be playing in Euro 2020. 
I'm with you, Nick. It's in England. I think we're going to see a lot more from this young English team. As for the Croatians and the French, tune in tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern, and then again, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to break the match down, the World Cup finals. We're going to break it down for you in detail and give you our picks to win. Nick Webster, last thought. Uh, it's It's been a great run from the English team. Uh, they've given all of us a lot to be proud of. Uh, Good luck, Croatia. I think uh, you've shown what it really is to have giant balls. <laughs> That's your final word, Dr. Nick. That's my final word. Testicolos grandes, indeed. Yeah. And, you know, the, uh, uh, my final thought, Nick, was I kept waiting to see fatigue really playing into Croatia's, uh, into the factor in the Croatia-England game. I kept waiting to see... Croatia, the old men of Croatia getting so tired that the young bucks of England start running around them late in the game. But, you know, it was almost the exact opposite. So there you have it. But let's talk about fatigue tomorrow when they're going to play a very game French team in the final Croatia. Tune in tomorrow, 1 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to break down the World Cup final in detail for you and give you our picks to win. I want to thank my co-host, Nick Webster, producer Andrew, Scott at Sports Byline, SB Nation headquarters, uh, and all you folks for watching and listening. Find us on the web, bistreetsports.com. Until tomorrow, bye. The pride of English countryside.